creativity alone just won't cut it. The C Word is a podcast about when creative meets business. You're in a place for designers who want a creative business in which they're valued. Great client relationships, work to be proud of, and the moolah to show for it. All with your sanity and creative mojo intact. Join me, Beck Hughes, your creative business cheer squad, for weekly chats to inspire and spur you into action. Let's challenge the BS, the shoulds, the fads and the FOMO and find what works for you. I've got a short and sweet one for you today. What I want to talk about is passive income streams. Now the word passive is probably a key thing here. Passive is equal parts misconception and great opportunity when it comes to income. First off, let's not call it passive income. Passive implies no action. And I'm willing to be proven wrong on this, but I haven't come across any income that doesn't require some kind of action. There is income that doesn't require one-on-one time or output in exchange for money, but all income requires some kind of time and output in one way or another to create, maintain, market and sell it. So there's no such thing as an income that requires no action. So the word passive, in my opinion, is a bit misleading. So this isn't about passive income streams because they don't actually exist. This is about one to many income streams for designers rather than one-to-one, which is the traditional designer way of doing business, let's say. And specifically, what I want to talk about is what it takes to create that income stream. Because it's not as simple as creating a course or a template, an ebook, and then making bank while you sleep, as the gurus like to say. There is pre-work. There is groundwork that needs to happen. And today's podcast is about that groundwork. It's about setting yourself up for success with one-to-many income streams, because you absolutely can do that. It doesn't mean that you can't start with your product ideas today. All it means is that at some point, you'll need to build or consider these eight things. So if you've been thinking about how do you generate some or all of your income from a one-to-many source, this body is for you. So I said eight things, didn't I? Eight things that you either need to do or consider when you're starting to build out the baseline, the basics, the foundations for a one-to-many income stream. The first thing you need to consider is a strong niche. If you have a clear niche for your one-to-many offer, something very specific that you do, it's going to make sense. And it's going to be attractive to an engaged audience who actually want and need it. So the more specific and therefore the less generic that you can be, or you can make the offer, the more cut through it will have. And also the smaller your competitive landscape will be. Because broad brush generic offers very rarely land, particularly when you're competing in such a noisy space, which is the online space. Because one to many by default happens in the online space. 
Number two, and you're going to kill me for this one, you're going to hate me, (laughs) is that you need a large audience or at least a good sized audience that aligns to that niche that we've talked about. I'm not talking hundreds of thousands of people waiting with bated breath for what you have to offer, but you do need a substantial audience that is constantly growing. Otherwise, you'll exhaust the audience that you have. What that means is the same people aren't going to keep buying the same things from you. Unlike one-to-one services where you don't need a large audience to get clients, one-to-many is a bit different. It really is a bit of a numbers game. So building your audience at scale becomes important. And the faster you can expedite that audience size, the better. If you launch a product to a decent sized audience, that will accelerate your success faster than launching to little or no audience. So the question then just becomes, do you invest to ensure you have built the audience first before you invest time in creating the product. To me, it feels like the smart and efficient thing to do. Get the audience first. Find out if you can build the audience and then offer the product. Don't spend loads of time building out a product when you don't have an audience launching to crickets and then be disappointed about it. The next thing you really do need is authority. Launching a course about Canva or website templates in WordPress requires someone to believe that you have a level of prowess in those areas. So you need to spend time building your trust and authority as the knowledge leader in that area. You need to show that you're a Canva super user or a WordPress expert so that people trust in your authority. And when they trust in that authority, they're far more likely to buy your product. The fourth thing is you need a platform. You need the systems to sell that one-to-many offer. It's a different system to the one you use as a designer. You need to be able to sell and fulfill the offer in an automated way. Otherwise, the one-to-many goal, which is efficiency and scalability, it will fall over pretty quickly. As we said, the whole point of a one-to-many offer is it's generally going to sit in an online space. So you need the mechanics to offer that online in an efficient and scalable way. So you need an e-com capability potentially. You need a course platform. You need equipment that allows you to deliver or record webinars if that's what you're doing. You don't have to Overinvest and go big in those systems and those platforms, but you do need to think about the customer journey and the customer experience and ensure that you have the systems, the processes, the automations in place that will deliver on that expectation. It's different to the one-on-one engagement. The next one's an important one. You need clarity on your principles and your perspectives as a designer. If you're out there talking about the value of brand strategy and bespoke design, and then you start selling pre-made logos, that's a disconnect. And with that kind of disconnect, you can run into all sorts of problems. How do you reconcile your messaging? Do you feel good about it? Does it align with your values? And does it break trust or compromise your authority? 
So it's important that whatever you're offering to the market, to your audience, is something that aligns with your principles, your perspective, what you talk about, what you value as a designer. And it's going to amplify and enhance that. It's not going to rub up against it. Number six, be clear on the purpose of the offer and where it fits in your portfolio of products and services. You know, does it make sense? Does it add value to the audience? For example, is it a graduation model which gives your audience a starting point to work with you? Or it sets the foundations for a bigger one-on-one offer. Complete this course and then you're ready for my bigger one-on-one offer. Is it perhaps a tiny offer to bring people into your list? Or maybe it's the cream on the coffee type offer. So something that comes in at the tail end of a project. Like a mini course on maintaining your own website if you are a web designer. Or something that helps your audience use Canva to leverage their brand that you've created for them. So it's important to be clear where your offer fits in your customer journey and in your overall portfolio of services. Does it complement them? Does it add something? If you're just creating offers to make money without thinking about how it both aligns to you and adds value to your audience, it won't be as compelling. It won't feel good to you to talk about And it perhaps won't be as clear for you in terms of the messaging that you want to share to really shine a light on why this is relevant and why it's important and why it's valuable. The next important consideration is it has to be something people want, that they get perceptible value from, that's value that they can see and measure, and that they can do what's required to get the outcome. That final point is crucial. First thing here is research. I've had ideas that I think are outstanding, amazing ideas, but I'm also a realist. And I always stress test those ideas with my audience. Float it past a few people, see what they think, see if there's take up, as well as checking in with people whose opinion I value. You know, is it viable? Is there a gap for this? Are there other people doing it, which would suggest that it is something the market wants? It's important to stress test the viability, if you like, of the idea. But also, like I said, be honest with yourself. If this is a DIY offer or a group offer to your audience, will those people be able to take the actions they need to take to get the outcome? In simple terms, is this actually just too hard for them? Are you challenging and stretching them too much? Do they really have the skills, the knowledge, the available resources to do this? If not, if there is doubt in your mind, A, you need to test it, and B, you might need to challenge yourself to simplify. The eighth and final thing when it comes to building out that one-to-many offer is will it be profitable? Can you sell enough to make a worthwhile amount of money? A tiny offer like a $20 template or a $200 mini course even seem like a great idea. But when you consider that you need to sell 100 templates to make $2,000 after tax, that's not much left. 
especially when you allow for cost of acquisition. The cost of acquisition for one $20 sale, particularly in the early days, can still be quite high. So consider the strategy. Does it serve a bigger purpose to do with list building or authority creation, in which case it becomes partly an investment too in your bigger business aspirations? And are you happy for it to be a slow burn? If you need time to grow the audience so you have the volume you need, then you go into it eyes open and you're happy to commit that time. So be clear on the profit you expect and if you are going to be able to make that profit in the time frame that you want. Or are you willing to make the compromises? Or does it have a different purpose, a different goal to serve in your business? One-to-many income streams take time and they take effort. They require the same time and effort as building a one-to-one offer. Don't let anyone tell you any different. And very often it's with a much slower level of gratification. It can take longer to get any kind of meaningful return. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a powerful idea. It's why I have the Creative Value Incubator, for example. But if you're considering it, I just want you to go into it fully aware of what's involved to make it a success. If you think it's a quick fix, if the one-to-one part of your business is just feeling too hard and this looks like an easier way to make income, chances are it's actually not. It's still going to require the same amount of investment and time and uncomfortable things that you will need to do to build this out to the level that you want to build it out to. As with any offer, there's groundwork to be done. There's groundwork to appeal to a niche, to build a substantial audience, to create the authority in the area that aligns with the product you're selling. You've got to build out the platform. How are you going to sell this? How are you going to connect through a group program or a course, for example? You need to find something that aligns to your principles and complements your suite of services. It's not just cherry picking something out of the sky and thinking, oh, I can make money from this. And you need to ensure it's viable as a product and it will create the profit you want. So if you're thinking about a one-to-many offer, because it's not passive income, remember we said that doesn't exist. If you're thinking about it, then yes, I applaud you. I absolutely think that it's something you should consider, you should think about and can be a successful option and opportunity for designers. All I'm saying is go into it with eyes open. It's not as simple as creating a website template, popping it into a Shopify store and waiting for it to sell. It's not that simple. So I just want you to think about all of these eight things I've talked about here to ensure that you give yourself the very best chance to make it a success. Good luck with it. Tell me, if you are thinking about doing something that's more of a one-to-many type offer, let me know. Send me a DM on Insta or send me an email, becky at beckhughes.com. I'd love to know. So that's it for today. I hope you got value from this podcast. If you did, I would love you to leave me a five-star rating. Maybe write me a review even or share the podcast 
with others. I really appreciate it. It's how I get my message out there and get to share it with more people. For now, have an amazing day. Enjoy the rest of your week. And as always, I can't wait to chat to you again very soon. Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word podcast. If you'd like to know more about me and how we can work together, head on over to my website at beckhughes.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Beck Hughes Branding. And if you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Penguin Music on Pixabay.